1: Coming to you straight live and direct from the Jungle Studios. It's your boy L-A-A-K-A, the Love Ambassador. People all over the world. And now, you don't want to hear from me. You want to hear from Mr. Lucky, not near Kentucky, but from Philadelphia himself. The one. The only Mr. That hey,
0: man. Hey How's it going? One day, I, I want to match your energy. I'm just going to find the right day where I can just roll in and go wild. But <laughs> I always feel like you're so well and far beyond me that any amount of energy I could even put
1: together would just be.
0: It just wouldn't work.
1: You know, what's funny is a lot of the times I really have absolutely no energy and I'm tired. and I just want <laughs> <just> to <wanna laughs> read a book and listen to some music. Yeah. yeah and as soon as I hear that, like audio, you are narrow recording. I'm like, ah oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, oh, cool, bro. So uh, yeah. you said you wanted to kick it off today. So what's uh what's what's to start the procedures? Uh, I was gonna ask you. I was gonna ask you. Mm-hmm.
0: As I said, I might have a topic you might uh, like uh, talking about. Um, it's a bit all right, let's go. Yeah. The um, the current DeSantis Martha's Vineyard uh extravaganza. Have you heard about this?
1: Mm, uh, DeSantis is a Florida governor. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So pretty much. So what's what
1: what what's the current thing going on?
0: So a lot of the states on the southern border, um, they're obviously dealing with a lot of you know, issues with illegal immigrants. Um, and uh, pretty much the issue is they don't want to do it anymore because the guys up north were all telling them that it's like, oh, you know, we're sanctuary cities. We have to look out for everybody, blah, blah, blah. But the people in the south aren't sanctuary cities. So what they started doing is busing and flying them up and, um, the, I heard the, about the yeah.
1: Texas. The Texas governor was doing it, and it was
0: <laughs> it was landing them in like the
1: center of New York.
0: Yeah, New York, <laughs> Chicago. So they they sent them to Chicago, New York. They dropped them off in front of Ka- Kamala Harris's house in D.C. They sent them all to. They sent like only fifty to Martha's Vineyard. And man, you got to look more into it because the rate at which these people caved, all of a sudden, they weren't welcome. All of a sudden, they weren't excited to have them. They had all these stupid signs, like "Oh, we welcome, we welcome everybody here," and all these things. And then, uh, yeah, that 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 flipped on its head quite quick. That flipped on its head quite it, quick.
1: Who's the other guy other than the Desantis you said? Uh, oh, Adam. yeah. No, but here. there's a yeah. there's, there's a couple there's a couple of them. Oh, to Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. All right. I see. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very interesting thing because I, I, first of all, if I was in the position of some punter in, like, Guatemala yeah. or El Salvador, mm-hmm. I'd go as well. Like, I'm perfectly open. I would, I would go as well because if you know you're going to get in, right, uh, and chances are even in probably the rough areas of America, uh, It's still probably better opportunities than, than where you are. Then you just, I mean, you just take the punt, right? You, mm. You're in a situation where you've got nothing to lose. I What baffles me though, I mean, I understand that minors in because minors get in easier and whatnot. Yeah. It astounds me that people are sending like young children over the border. Because it's not it's not getting into America where they've got services and 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 they can become they can become, you know citizens and whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone knows how ruthless the cartels are. So yeah. it's more so the knowledge that you're putting your child into the into the realms of the cartels to get them over. And this is yeah. not like some Fox news beat up or whatever it is. It's just simple facts like, it's not like you and I, right? So, me and me, you and your 20s, me and my 30s, nothing's going on. We can't get a job. You and I are best mates, and we think, yep, all right, we'll stick together. You know, me, probably you wouldn't, but for me, I'd probably have a pistol on me ready to go just in case <laughs> if uh-huh. I was in Mexico. But, you know, you, you make the sort of logical opportunity to try it, but I just cannot for the life of me get um, with the kids. And then, Finally, because you asked me the topic, uh, we have the same thing in Australia. So for a long period in Australia, we had what was known as um, essentially boat people. So yeah. we had a legal... Because mig- we're in, uh, an island, we had a legal migration by the boats. So they were coming in from all around the world. And uh, Indonesia to Australia, at the top of Australia is a very short distance mm-hmm. by, by relative standards. So we actually had like a... a, a, a a a very harsh immigration centre where we'd lock people up and we'd send them to foreign countries like Nauru and Papua New Guinea. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh,
1: And this is probably going to be controversial for a lot of my friends on the left, but I always say to them and openly, I'm 100% for migration, 110%, because my parents are migrants, right? And Mm -hmm. and I see the benefit of... uh, even economic refugees, they, they were economic refugees, uh, to a certain extent political from the Polish side, but really honestly economic. Um, but I still believe in controlled migration. I still believe that you have to have some sort of vetting of who you're letting into the country. Yeah. And the problem that I have with America is it's not fair to like let in young children and all these people into one specific area of the South, and then expect the people who themselves are probably on like eight to ten bucks an hour and struggling to survive on inflation to absorb millions of people. and it and it becomes a little bit more sinister for me because it's like, well, who are you letting in? Yeah. and why are you letting in? because it's not it's not compassion. it's not it's not like, you really, oh my God, we feel so sorry for these people because it was Americans, it was the American CIA and government and whatever with the uh, Contras and whatever it was that fucked up the, 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 United, the banana company or United Fruit Company or whatever it was that mm-hmm. completely screwed up the Central Americans, right? So yeah. there is some responsibility for them to take a level of migration, but it's the same with Australians. It's the same with America. You can't just have open borders, let everyone in. A, how are you going to provide a living standard for all of them? B, is it sinister because are you doing it to get more votes and to stack it in your favour, right? So yeah. you're permanently in power. And three, you 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 disrupt the living standards of the lower working class, so they end up fighting with the, with the new migrants, and you have all these tensions because the rich stay rich. And the poor now, the bloke that goes to work at a warehouse, now has 50 other people to compete with. It's insanity. Damn. And then and then to to criticise the people in the South for saying, this is not right, we can't afford to have millions of people. Yeah, we're good Christians and we're welcome with open arms 10,000 or 20,000. But you know what? They've even got, like, levels. So they put wristbands on the people, so they've got like Chinese and fucking Portuguese and all these other punters coming through the borders. Mm. They just can't be fucked going through the proper channels. It's it's just it's just madness. It's just complete madness to me. And and at the end of the day, it's innocent people getting raped, killed, and and sold into sexual slavery. That kind yeah. rant.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, people bring this up, but. Mm-hmm. Now it's only just getting attention because you know people are because these migrants are getting dropped off in cities that actually never had to deal with it before because they were all pretty much being held in the southern states. But now even the Democrats in the southern states are like, yeah, let's just send them up. Like we can't handle all of this; it. it's just too much. We can't do it, right? So let's send let's send them to the cities who say, "Hey, we're sanctuary cities and we welcome everybody." So they say, "Great, here you go." And then once they get there they they don't they freak out they're like oh how can you do this how can you send them here you're you're playing politics with people's lives it's like no you you did and you just assumed because it was so far away you would never have to deal with it but now that they're all bussing them up to you i mean look what chicago did so they sent a bunch of migrants up there they kicked them all out right away they sent them to other places
1: same and you I got to feel here. sorry for the poor punter getting thrown around like a hot potato as well. I mean, a lot of eh, these... I'm indifferent. I, I,
0: I mean, come there. on.
1: They're illegal, right? They came in illegally,
0: so they're even lucky they're getting punted around, not just punted back to where they came from. So I don't
1: feel bad well, for them at all, here. right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's... It's, uh, it's a tough one. and Like I said, I, I think that... I, uh, any country has to be able to control who comes into their... In, into the nation. And and people say, oh, fuck you being like, you know, what what racist and blah 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 blah. But you gotta actually take the emotion out of it and look at it in a very logical perspective, right? Yeah. You have uh social services, you have health, you have education, you have military, you have policing, you have um limited amount of social services for mental health and counselling and whatever, right? So now there's also a limited amount of funds because whether people like to admit it or not, it's the top percent of people in, in majority of countries, right, Western countries at least, that are providing the tax revenue, right, for all of us. Mm. So therefore, if you just have open borders, you you're not actually doing what the government's original role is and that's to increase the living standards of its citizens so by by letting in however many you want right yeah the, the financial burden is so huge so therefore one needs to ask the question of who who do we let in and and how do we look now that in this climate of left versus right becomes very convoluted, but it's not that complicated. Again, it comes back to the economy. Well, you're going to need people to deliver your to drive a truck and deliver your Amazon stuff that you buy online. So you can anyone from around the world can do that. Mm-hmm. You're going to need doctors, you're going to need lawyers, you're going to need physicists, you're going to need whatever. But then if we're to really break it down, you're actually doing a disservice to what's known as a third world because the biggest problems that a lot of these countries face is what's known as the brain drain, like the top leave because there's no opportunities in their countries and then you're left with the workers and then so their countries eventually become poorer. So, yeah, I mean, I can't blame the guys in the south for sending them up north. And then I think it's just it's ideology versus reality, really, isn't it?
0: It's great. Yeah, exactly. That's that's why it's so funny. That's why everybody's laughing at it right now. Because it's like you guys talked a big game, but once it was dropped on your doorstep, you you didn't know what to do. (laughs) And and then all of a sudden it became oh we we can't help them. We we can't help them here. We don't have we we can't. We can't help them here. We can't. We gotta send them somewhere else. We can't we can't help them. It's like what do you mean you can't again
1: because the financial the financials come into it and this is this is what this is what's putting us on a collision course. It's what's what put is what's putting us on a huge collision course uh, in in essentially the Western world because the developing world have some leeways because again they can always say well we're behind and we need X Y Z in order to lift the living standard we need cheap power we we can't do all these offsets we can't do all these credits we can't do this organic farming we can't do etc 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 right because we need to. Our people are starving. We need to improve the living standards. But ideology, as we know it, whether we agree it or not, mm-hmm. is putting the Western a collision course for, for lowering our living standards like there's no tomorrow. Now, there'll be people with white guilt or there'll be people saying that that should be the case because of the, the legacies of colonisation, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, we're seeing in Europe now, like the energy prices are through the roof. We're seeing. I was talking to a colleague of mine that it's families in Hamburg and they've got to turn the lights off at night. They don't have street lights and mm-hmm. they reckon that now people are going to be dying like during this winter they'll be dying because of this cold. You see in Germany that cities have said turn off your heating or they control the heating so it's five degrees less and they have warm rooms and libraries and stuff for people to go to at night. Um, you know, and I'm not against uh, renewables or anything like that but you know, they're saying now that UK the average household is going to be six thousand pounds for electricity costs. That's mm-hmm. twelve thousand Australian dollars, mate. The fucking average wage is seventy to eighty thousand in Australia, so that's like what a seventh, you know, of your wage or more after tax, yeah. going just on your power bills on the equivalent. So, and then again with sort of migration and everything else like. Gender, who gets empowered, and everything like that—things have to be rectified, absolutely. But there's no logic anymore.
0: I think they're doing it on There's process. absolutely
1: no logic anymore on how people look, how people are viewing their society, and we're now teaching our kids to hate, to absolutely hate our countries and our institutions, and to feel guilt that there's no pride in nation anymore because that's associated with white nationalism, racism. Instead of saying, well, no, it's got nothing to do with color. It's got to do with the fact that I hold a passport of being an Australian and I want my country to be the best in the world. And you can't say that openly. You can't say, I'm an American and I want America to be the best in the world. People jump on you.
0: I I think they tried to, yeah, erode all of that. And they're trying to, I think they're trying to make things so horrible that the only people you can turn to for solutions is the government. So the government will just keep taking more and more liberty to do whatever they want. That's my theory now. I think that they, like, look at the U S man, no policy decision that they've ever made makes sense. Criminal reform bills. Look how many people get out and commit the same crimes that they've just committed, you know, murdering people, robbing people, raping people. They don't care. They let them out. The no cash bail, all these things like what, where is the logic and reasoning behind this and 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 there's only one firm conclusion is that you make life so miserable and difficult for everyday people and then you come with a solution to the problem that you caused and you know but people will forget and they'll all just jump on the solution and the solution of course is going to be probably bigger government bigger and bigger government um you know so someone you said want... to
1: me Someone said to me something very interesting because Melbourne was the most lockdown city in the world, right? It's 265 days. We have a state election coming up, right? Yeah. They say that this guy is going to be uh, the, our grand, heroic leader of the socialist revolution, Chairman Dan Andrews, is going to be voted in again, right? Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is someone said to me that they could foresee lockdowns' basis power, meaning that. Everyone goes, okay, well, we've got to save the world. Uh, our emissions are too high in Australia. We need to do something about it. Uh, therefore, uh, from 9pm to 6am, you can't leave your house. Or because your emissions from your car are too high, you can't travel more than 15 kilometres from your house. Or you need to conserve power on the grid. Therefore, there'll be outages and everything like that. And what when someone said that to me previously, I was like, oh, no, that sounds too crazy. But now I'm just like, oh, "What? it could be possible. It could generally be possible that that could happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, yeah, that that's what I think they're going for. So congrats to them, I guess. Everyone else just kind of had the, I I mean, there's people who still don't seem to get it. That, like, you keep voting in people who just make things worse and there's the no gets... like I, I don't understand there's no vetting like you can't do your own research you can't see after like you know four years that things are are, are way worse and then you're like oh yeah we'll just vote them in again And so why they're the reason everything's worse like, why do you keep bringing the same damn people here nothing has been better under them it's only getting worse it's uh whatever whatever
1: you know, it's interesting for me is that I, I understand people's belief in ideology, and I understand the, I understand sort of an anti-conservatism movement. I, I actually hundred percent get it. right? What I don't get, and and, and this is coming back to a very um, uh, local issue, right? So in Melbourne, uh, I think it's thirty something people have died waiting for ambulances. So. When you call an ambulance now, you can be waiting up for hours if it even gets there at all, right? Mm-hmm. So the guy that's been in power now, the, the, the Premier, he was the health minister God knows how many years ago. They are now spending 000, 000 a million dollars a metre. I'll repeat that, 000, 000 a million dollars a metre on railways the the burbs, like not to the city or a main area, from like one part of the burbs to another part of the suburbs. They're spending $120 billion Mm. on a very small kind of network of underground railway, right? Like the Tube in London sort of thing. I forgot how much it is, four or five more stations or something like that they're adding Mm -hmm. and some roads and whatnot. But they can't afford or they can't fix to have more ambulances and boat. And people are literally dying. And 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 it's not it's no longer about left or right or Christian or Muslim or atheists or rich or poor. Like everyone is in the same boat. And you're talking about vetting. No one's holding them accountable for it. They released mm-hmm. it during the Australian rules football finals. And then the Queen died, no, she rest in peace. And no one's been no one's really drilling it. So at what point do you rock up to a a polling booth and you say, okay, well, I agree with the guy for X, Y, Z, but if I get sick or if I fall down or my grandma falls down or my my partner or, you know, my non-gender binary, whatever you call the partner, gets sick or stuck Mm -hmm. or whatever, everyone's impact when the fucking ambulance doesn't come. And no one in Melbourne is outraged about it. Bar bar, what you would call a couple of conservatives and maybe one or two lefties that are like, Oh, hang on, hang on. To go. So therefore, in a way, even with our podcast, it's getting to the point of it's like, well, well, what can you what can you do now? because the majority the majority are no longer vetting or they're questioning or they're outraged mm-hmm. about issues which affect everyone. But if you try to put a windmill in Gippsland, they're worried about some fucking parrot flying into it, like literally. So, oh, well, if you're in America and they're bussing up, you know, illegal migrants that, that are genuine mums and dads and aunts and sisters and cousins and they're, they're people, they're not fucking cattle, you know. Yeah. The, the ideology does. They're not outraged. They're not turning to their government saying, "Hey, on you intervened in Guatemala politics for fucking decades." maybe you should give them like some sort of fucking benefits and trade or help them or go in there and actually do active issues to help fight crime and whatever. No, it's, it's, it's everyone's passing the buck. So yeah, you know, I'm half tempted to the next podcast to just do a happy news one. Cause I'm getting to the point of just fuck them. Fuck all these cunts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my fuck them. I'm uh, over it. I think
0: most people are though. I think I think you're seeing a lot bigger of a pushback now actually. I think a lot of people are getting fed up. Uh I know the big one that was getting shot down like crazy recently which before I was always like you talked about it you would instantly be accused of being a uh, racist or something. But uh did you see this on Don Lemon? They brought on this uh, English woman. Oh, yeah. yeah. She eviscerated him man about the whole slavery. He didn't even know what to do. He's like, "Oh, we'll have you back on the show okay now uh, uh next next topic it's like this dude wanted to jump so fast he's like oh my gosh let's i
1: can't tell you let's tell the audience what she said he was going into her about slavery reparations and she yeah. said well what about the 2000 british sailors that died enforcing non-slavery like what people don't understand is that slavery was not just some random white dude selling African slaves to America. The Arabs, if you go to Zanzibar, the Arabs were like unbelievably involved in it, right. Other African tribes were selling other African tribes on the, yeah. the Portuguese, the Spanish, the the Brits, like it, 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 everyone was involved, like everyone was involved. So her point was like two thousand people died defending anti-slavery. Are you going to pay their white descendants compensation? Uh, and and it's and it's a very fair point. Like it's a it's a very fair point. Like, and this is where people, when it comes to stuff like reparations, who pays what? So, yeah. for example, the, the when you go to Rome, they've got the 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 the, the Entry is with all the Hebrew Israelite slaves, right? Because they built the Colosseum. Does that mean that the Italian government has to pay compensation to Israel for slavery as well? Does uh, the Spanish have to pay compensation to to Morocco, uh, where you know the the the, the Moors and, and whatever sort of emanated from for their for their for the the the, the crimes that they committed against them? And, I mean, and it after the ways there, like, though, right? so it's it, um, it's like really, I think reparations is is a, is is an important thing to address. But I still think the best thing for reparations would be in in forms of education, uh business loans, housing loans, because if you go and give like I don't know, I don't know how many you'd give. Let's say it's twenty million people, a million bucks each, then. You're also going to cause fucking inflation, so the million dollars won't be worth as much. You know what I mean? So that's why it's best to to try and manage it properly. So. I don't
0: think there should be anything. Nobody should get anything. Nobody is
1: responsible for
0: anything that anybody did in the past. It's like, you know, it, it's your own life. Make the most of it. Do your best. That's all. Like I, to me, it's it's, yeah, it's I... Uh, I, Come on. <laughs> It, that's history, man. Everybody back then were dicks. There wasn't a single group of people who were chill. They were all douchebags. All the Muslim empires were douchebags. Plenty of the Christian empires were douchebags. Everybody was a douche because that's how you survived back then. So to be like applying our level of, of uh, ethics to them, like if you, if you went back in time and you're like, oh, I'm going to be a social justice warrior and be, and, 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 pull, and champion equality for everybody, You'd, you'd probably get shot or killed or hung or something. Who knows, right? Like I think most of the people now have it so easy pushing these things that that's why they they keep trying to push more and more and more because there's no pushback. But back then, if you know, you went around and said, you know, I think uh, we should free all the slaves in Rome, they'd probably crucify it.
1: Like, I mean, you got to a- give real props to the Quakers because the Quakers were so like they were so involved in that anti-slavery movement, you know. And I don't think that they really get. Um, the the proper uh flowers that they should uh, look. There is, I think, places like um, I think places like America. There is um, because with like the redlining and 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 with the laws and everything like that, there there probably is some argument for some form of compensation, but not this this blank check of reparations. Um. In places like Australia, with Indigenous, it's it's look, there was genocide absolutely committed, but it's it's more difficult because the population isn't as big um, on it. You know, like, the the population isn't as big to to really how how do you address it? Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting topic, man. It's it's but like like you said, it. then
0: where we do you stop? It's nobody needs anything. I wouldn't even approach it. We already have things in the U.S. affirmative action and everything, diversity requirements, right? It's not as if this stuff doesn't exist already. They just want more, right? And it's like, why? Like nobody has had it easy. It's that's that's you know that's life. Now we live. Luckily, depending on where you live, you live in a privileged area that you can you know complain about these things uh but you know if you lived in like south america or certain parts of africa i think this would be the furthest thing from your mind you're probably just trying to survive day to day but then you're you know rather than helping people in those countries you're more concerned about helping people in countries where they're already getting help and they're in a much better position than they were say not even a hundred years ago so it's like you know why don't you put your efforts towards helping the countries that are really like Like fight the corruption in Africa, right? Fight the corruption in Nigeria and all these other like central African countries where they still have child labor and all these other things. Like, what are you asking for, you know, reparations for people who already have like affirmative action programs? They have to have a certain amount of diversity higher, but you know, whatever. Okay, they're doing it because maybe in the past there was some kind of you know barrier, but now they're trying to get it to come down, which over time it will be completely gone and you won't need these programs anymore. I would probably argue you don't really need them anymore now, right? Everything should just be based off of merit. You and if you apply for something like school or a loan or um a job, I I I honestly believe that it should all be done anonymously so you're only you know measured on the merits of your character and that's it that's it you send in an application oh, what... you have a number you're a number that's all you get a number applicant 54 we'll say you're applicant 54 jimbo and then they look at your stuff and they're like oh this guy's a this guy's a, a mess and they throw it in the trash and then you know some other would be like... actually. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe we say some African gentleman applies but they don't know he's African because it's just application number 55 and they say oh this guy has his life together okay approved done that's how it should be but I don't know for what reason they don't want to do this for what reason they have to make you know race and all these things some some central race and gender and sexual identity for whatever reason like what does that it, that doesn't mean anything right it's your it's a per it's a lifestyle choice okay have some diversity whatever but everything should be based off of merit. That's it. You apply to school. But you well, know the, ex- yeah, go ahead,
1: sorry. You know the issue that I have though is that, that the people that still own it, like the Gates and Musk and Bezos yeah. and whatever, they still own it. The old European money, they still own it. The old American families, Australian families, they still own it.
0: So but all of this That's life, not a racial all this thing. This, That's a class. All this, thing.
1: Race, all this race and gender and whatever. It's just trying to fool the masses. Because it'll be like, oh, oh yeah. look, we've got a non-binary African person from a poor background that's now a manager and, and and we embrace diversity, really, because that person has a very, very minor share of the company that's still printing you billions, if not trillions of dollars. So it's it's the same thing in government. And and there's certain things that that race, gender, and whatever should just not be part of. Like, I'm sorry, shoot me if you want to. Air Force, right? Air Force has to be the best person. I don't care if they rock up in a, as a bloke in a dress and then they suck double bat in the bathroom yeah. on weekends for fun. Like, as long as they're going to get tapped by a fighter jet and they shoot them down first to defend the country, that's what's most important. Yeah. But this, like, oh, we've got to have a certain amount of people of this and a certain amount of people of that, to have full representation. No. No, not when it comes to fucking military. Give me your raging blood sucking fucking lunatic. (laughs) Mm. Take them all out, Lord. Yeah. Anyway, bro. Mm. Sorry to interrupt you.
0: No, it's fine. I mean it's it's generally in line, right? It's just it should all be based off merit and your gender and all these things are private information. It shouldn't matter when you're being hired, right? And if like part of the job requirement is like, well, it's a very physical job and all these things. Okay. Well then in that location, ask how much they can lift and shit. Right. What's your, what's your deadlift? But that is a, and then someone has to fill it in. Right. So I can do this much. I can do this much. And you can figure it out. You can whittle it out that way. I mean, there's ways you can get the, you know, the people you need based on their actual skills and ability versus what, what they are. Right. Like if I need people to lift 50 pound boxes all day, I'm obviously not going to want to hire a a, a chick uh, who's like a small, scrawny girl. Or I don't want to hire a small, scrawny guy. Right. But that's why you would put an app like you could put questions in there to whittle, whittle those people out. And if they do end up showing up because they lie on the application, you can just fire them after you see they can't perform the job because they lied.
1: Like it, it. Get them to saw my, uh, a waiver as well, you know. You have agreed to be able to lift fifty pounds, and they yeah. pull it back out. You're not responsible.
0: Exactly. Like there's so many ways to 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 get race and gender and sexual identity out of the equation entirely to make it fair for everybody. And it's such a simple solution. Nobody wants to do it. I heard one of the reasons they don't want to do it for schooling, and I don't know if this is true or not. It could be true. Is because they're afraid that if they made it only based off of test scores and such, that most first Asian Americans would be like taking all the spots. (laughs) (laughs) And then I think you probably have like your Indian students, then like your white students would be third in that. And then everything else. So I think they're, they're worried, but then, but then, okay. Then you can address those issues and say, well, how come this is like, this is the case? Like why, you know, maybe we got to change our testing requirements to make it, but don't change it based off of just to get a certain number of people in there based on their, and that also takes it away from them too, right? Like if you get into something and it's only because, you know, maybe it's a good school, but you got in because you, you're gay. Like, I mean, maybe some people don't care. I would feel kind of nasty about it. Cause it's like, well, I didn't actually get in on merit. Right. I didn't get in because I deserved the spot. I got in because it was, uh, you know, it, it was required of them to, or not required, but they just wanted to have me as like a token to be like, Oh, look how many, You know, uh, students we have of uh, non heterosexual identification, and it's
1: like, come on! There'd always be that. There'd always be that underlining. I mean, look, there there are there isn't many issues. There has to be a rectification within the workforce. I know with like medicine and stuff like that in terms of gender and whatnot. Um, So there definitely has to be that. But like you said, I I think that's actually the best solution is to just like take it all off and then just have a very Neutral application process. Um, because I know from my sister working in medicine that it's just been bar a couple of lot like, you know, good people, a bunch of chauvinistic, absolute arseholes, bro. It like, must be real like pre- an Australia
0: thing, man. There's plenty of doctors in the US who are women.
1: Yeah, the the majority of people studying medicine are actually women, like in terms of you know, if you split 50 50, I forgot whatever it is, but the way that women get treated in medicine as doctors is just uh, mate, makes you want to just put some brass knuckles on and go punch half the doctors out in the, in the, in the hospitals. But it's a story for another day, mate. It's a story for another day. We've got a minute 30 left. So, uh, anything else you'd like to add? Big boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> big boy.
0: Not, no, I don't have much else to add. I, I think, uh, ne- next one will have to be a more upbeat one. We can talk about, uh, mushroom jerky or, um, new video game craze or something Orb, uh, or spe- or oh,
1: here's a good one something. for you ospreys really? hunted to extinction are now breeding across england for the first time in 200 years and it's a tremendous success
0: oh great we can end on a good note congratulations what were they ospreys,
1: ospreys. <laughs> oh i'm a good osprey <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> cool see you right, bros take see. it easy bye see <laughs>